On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, February the 2nd. Ian Cameron. Uh, with you. Uh, We will have uh, Andrew McGinnis uh, joining us momentarily. Uh, Should have Jimmy Murphy as well. Uh, And we've also got for a special guest because he asked, because I'm a nice person, uh, we have Terry Edelman uh, on the show as a a special guest here. And it is the final day before the All-Star break. And to be quite honest with you, you guys know that I'm working my fingers to the bone, essentially doing this show every day, uh, seven days a week. We don't take days off. We don't believe in that because we really do try to make this a show where we do get to every single game on the NHL betting board uh, all season long, every regular season game, every playoff game. That being said, to get four days coming up with no Ice Guys show just to you know to catch your breath uh, and relax a little bit, it'll be a nice feeling. But, you know, no despair needed. We will be back uh, on Monday, uh, February 7th, 2 p.m. Eastern, with our first show following uh, the All-Star break. Uh, Terry, uh, it was great to have you on the BetCast last night, along with everybody else that joined us. I mean, where do we start? Cheshire Cat, Stella, Melissa Cunningham. Uh, Jimmy, of course, was on for a bit uh, there. We had Scott from New York there that was on for He didn't say a lot, but that's okay. You can just hang out, too. It was all good. Uh, and uh, it was great to have him. Of course, we had Renus Vitalins, who was a champ, you know, staying up to like 6 a.m. in local time uh, in Riga, Latvia, and, and sticking with us on the BetCast. And then he signs off and says, I got to go to sleep here, finally get to sleep. And then he chimes in in the chat like 40 minutes later when Calgary's making their big comeback uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars. So uh, terrific uh, BetCast. You know, everybody is really good people. It's like a family atmosphere and environment that we've cultivated here with the Ice Guys, with our viewers and with our listeners, and we we really like that about our show. You know, we've got a very inclusive show. We bring in the guests. We bring in the viewers. We bring in the listeners. We feel make them feel like they're part uh, of the Ice Guys experience, and certainly we had that last night uh, with uh, the BetCast, and we got that many more to, uh, weeks ahead with the BetCast. We'll be doing these weekly following the Super Bowl, so uh, we're excited to keep them going. Now, it was a little overwhelming for me at times because we've never done one with an 11-game slate before. So there were a lot of games you had to keep your eyes, you know, your sensory overload, your head's moving out everywhere, your eyes are moving everywhere. You're trying to keep uh, on top of everything uh, that's going on. But uh, it was a great time for sure. 
uh, on the uh, BetCast last night. We made some money. You know, we did, especially at the end of the night. There were some good hits. Calgary plus one and a half, plus 160 in their comeback uh, against Dallas last night. We we did. How about the Buffalo game? Just when you think, ah, we're set, we're packing up here for nothing for uh, Vegas, nothing to see here. I jumped in with Buffalo next goal at plus 150. And also Alex Tuck before the game took him to score at plus 300. And that got there, both of those bets with Alex Tuck getting the first Buffalo goal last night. So made some money. We lost some too, uh, unfortunately, but not going to win them all. It was a very enjoyable and fun bet cast. Uh, Terry, uh, it was good to have you. Uh, I'm sure you had a good time as well. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was it was super fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you mentioned, um, I think it was uh, yesterday's show, um, that you had some people that have been messaging you, asking about the bet cast and stuff. And I know I've been in the chat quite a few times this year saying, When's the bet cast? When's the best cast? So uh, it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, and there were some good, uh, some good uh, bets cash there. And it was a good night. Yep. The brothers Earl, Nicholas Earl was on. Tim Earl was on. Great to have them on the bet cast. Uh, DJ Mitchell was on for a bit. The Sabre fan. We, I know we were uh, giving him a grief for being a Sabre fan and wearing the Sabres jersey. But hey, it takes guts to wear that these days with what's going on with them. And uh, obviously, uh, they were not able to take advantage of Vegas playing their final game for the break. But uh, definitely was great. I mean, uh, Cheshire Cat, if I didn't mention you, I've, you were on for a bit as well. I mean, everybody that joined us uh, on the BetCast, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, and it was a great uh, first BetCast of the season. Uh, Jimmy, uh, it's, you joined us definitely longer than I expected. And I love Alex because this is the champagne talk and throughout the course of the night, he's saying to me all day, oh, Ian, Ian, I got to fly to Denver. I got to fly to Denver. I got a long day on Wednesday. I can only stay for the first period of the early games. <laughs> Next thing you know, two and a half hours later, <laughs> champagne gets talking. It's in control. Not you all of a sudden, right? Uh, Jimmy, welcome in. Yeah. How you do? How you guys doing? Very good. A little tired, actually, I got to admit, yeah. after last night. It was a five-hour uh, bet cast when it was all said and done uh, last night. But a lot of fun, uh, and we're looking forward to many more of them to come. Uh, just briefly on the games last night, uh, Florida Rangers was a great game. Great win by the Rangers, 5-2. Uh, to two. It was a great day for me overall. Washington, a couple dogs with Washington and the Rangers cashing. Uh, both of those games go over the total, which also was bets for me. The Swept the Toronto game with the team total on the Leafs over and the full game over as they clobber the Devils. Uh, last night, I did lose the Jets and the Flyers over. Uh, Philly, uh, all of a sudden, red hot. A whopping two-game win streak uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, call uh, The big uh, shocker of the night, obviously, Arizona. Biggest underdog victory based on the closing line since 2006 with Arizona's upset, you know, getting more than plus 400 uh, in that game uh, against the Colorado Avalanche last night, rallying from 2-1 down, and Nick's brother nick earl's brother tim who joined us late in the betcast last night he really did bet uh, arizona plus 1040 or 1045 whatever it was when they were down two to one over 10 to one odds on arizona on the money line when they were trailing two to one they come back to win three two in a shootout and of all teams to end colorado's 18 game home winning streak the arizona coyotes are the team that does it Welcome to life in the National Hockey League, right? Uh, Jimmy, what uh, did you think of last night overall? I know it was the Seattle-Boston game. You were keeping a close eye on that. It got a little nasty, got a little physical in that game, and uh, Boston finds a way, not pretty, but they win. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of games like that, right? I mean, a lot of good one-goal tight games, playoff feel to them. It was one of those nights where teams were just – they said, screw it, we're going on break for a week. Uh, most of them are. 
uh, let's just put all of our, our marbles on the table here and just go all in. I mean, and I, I like that. I like that attitude because a lot of times, and we did see it with some teams last night, but, you know, in general, it's natural that these guys are just looking ahead to the beaches and getting away from the game. And uh, kudos to a lot of teams and players last night that, that didn't do that and realize how valuable the two points were. Uh, you got to give them credit, Vegas especially. Uh, great focus there. Uh, Terry, your highlights and uh, overall uh, thoughts from uh, what happened last night. Um, it was it was a, it was an interesting night for sure. Uh, I did not expect uh, the Coyotes to uh, end uh, end Colorado's winning streak there, uh, so that was a bit surprising. Uh, me and Alex uh, were both on that Pittsburgh Washington draw. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I, I liked it. Uh, and then uh, I watched the show, and as soon as Alex said he was on the draw, I'm like, yes, because uh, Alex is pretty good with the draws as well. So I was happy to see him on it. We both cashed that, so that was nice. Uh, it was it was a pretty good night last night. A lot of sure games. It was. Yep, it sure was. There's so many good games. I mean, how many in that early session? You know, the 7 p.m. Eastern games. What do we have? Multiple overtime games. You know, it, we, we almost had the Jets and Flyers go to overtime and it just fell short. But we had obviously Pittsburgh and Washington decided in overtime. San Jose, Tampa Bay uh, decided in overtime. Uh, you had, you know, multiple games at that uh, time going past regulation. So it was an exciting, exciting uh, stretch of hockey. You had close games, too, that even the close games that didn't uh, go into overtime that you saw last night with Seattle, Boston. That went right down to the wire. Uh, you know, you saw Calgary, Dallas, a thrilling comeback. Uh, by uh, the uh, Calgary Flames in that game, down three to one to come back and beat Dallas uh, four to three. Uh, a great win for them. And Rick Bonus not happy, obviously, after that game, seeing Dallas uh, find a way to lose that one. Uh, crazy comeback there. So it had everything. It had overtime games, it had high scoring games, it had crazy comebacks, huge upsets. It was a great night for a betcast. And certainly hope all of you enjoyed it. All right. Time to turn the page. We got Wednesday's NHL card now to look at. We'll start with the marquee matchup, which has had a little gleam taking, taken off it by some recent news that we've just found out. The Edmonton Oilers and the Washington Capitals. Now, we talked about this game on the BetCast, and then one of the bet sides that stuck out to me right away was Edmonton, and they were plus 120 at DraftKings last night when we were doing the BetCast. The current line at DraftKings is Edmonton minus 125 in this game as road favorites. Look at the swing. That's a 45-cent move toward the Edmonton Oilers from last night during the BetCast to where that price is right now. Uh, the total six here uh, shaded to the over in this game. Uh, and, of course, TNT was going to hype it up. You know, uh, Sportsnet and Canada, both networks that were going to show this game tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about how great it was going to be to see these two teams, to see head-to-head -head Alex Ovechkin and uh, Connor McDavid. But that will not be the case. Alex Ovechkin. Uh, is ruled out for the uh, Washington uh, Capitals tonight due to COVID-19 protocol. Just won't go away, this this COVID-19 protocol mess. Uh, and uh, they end up uh, still uh, missing Ovechkin tonight in this game. And he will not only miss this game, uh, but it looks like uh, in addition to the – he'll miss the All-Star game now probably too. There's a good chance of that. So very unfortunate. And he, ha and he has to, five-day minimum. Yep. So Exactly. Yep. So that's yeah. going to wipe out any participation – for Ovi and the All-Star Weekend uh, in Las Vegas. So very unfortunate there. And again, yeah, kind of takes away from this matchup, but certainly a big loss for Washington. 
the Capitals coming in off a big overtime win against Pittsburgh. Peter Laviolette was saying, you know, we had some adversity to fight through. We rallied through it. Very, very proud of the guys. This is definitely, and I said this last night, it's not a Washington spot. It's not a great, great situation for them. They're on the back-to-back. They just beat their rival, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, last night. And now you face an Edmonton team that's got the rest advantage, an Edmonton team coming off a loss to Ottawa uh, in overtime the other night. Uh, that also is going to have Tyson Berry back uh, in the lineup. So uh, even more reinforcements. This is about as healthy a lineup as Dave Tippett's had for a very long time for this Oilers team. So uh, to me, it does set up nicely for them. Miko Koskinen will be a net for the uh, Oilers tonight. Uh, Vanacek started the game against Pittsburgh, but collided with a Pittsburgh player very early in that game and left due to injury. Uh, and his status moving forward is a little bit wonky. So Vanacek day-to-day, you'd expect, not confirmed yet, but you would expect because he's nursing that upper body injury that you're going to see Samsonov in it again tonight in net for the uh, Capitals. But I like Edmonton here. I know the price has moved. That's the only problem. I really liked it at plus 120. Still like it at minus 125, but not as much. Obviously, you've lost quite a bit of line value when you're talking a 45-cent move, but I would still only take the Oilers' side uh, in this game. And I do lean at six to the over. Uh, sometimes you'll see teams pick up offensively, even without Ovechkin. Edmonton could score with the back to back. I could see Washington being a little uh, not so sharp defensively in their own end, and maybe Edmonton taking advantage of that. So I do think the over could get there, especially with the number being at six. And still would lean Oilers. You've just lost a lot of value with the price move. Uh, Terry, we'll start with you on this one. Edmonton, Washington. Uh, I took the draw in this game. Uh, three of uh, Edmonton's last five games have gone to overtime. Uh, three of Washington's last seven have gone to overtime. Uh, in the last five times Edmonton's gone to Washington, uh, two out of five went to overtime. Uh, the Caps are actually 4-0-1 oh, in their last five at home uh, versus Edmonton. So initially, uh, I did not like the Edmonton side, but when I heard Ovechkin was out, uh, that kind of just... That was that was it for me. So I put a unit on Edmonton money line minus one twenty. Uh, yeah, I know the the value's a little bit lost there, but uh, I think uh, Edmonton. It's either going to be a draw a close game, uh, or Edmonton's going to blow them out here. So uh, I got uh, on both sides, and hopefully uh, Edmonton wins in uh, overtime. That's my hope for this game. But yeah, the Oilers four and one in their last five. They're playing well right now. They are, and the loss to Ottawa, they played well enough to win. You know, outshot, outchanced Ottawa. Murray was very good, by the way, on the, in that game Monday night, in that Senators-Oilers game. He was. Uh, it was one of his better performances. Oilers had their share of chances, and Dave Tippett said "There's we, we don't really hate the way we played in that game. We just didn't finish when we had the chance. And then in overtime, the, Timmy Stutzla gets the opportunity, roofs it over Miko Koskinen's shoulder, and that's the difference. You know, in the end, it was still a very winnable game for the uh, Oilers Monday night. But uh, and again, you got a rested team as well uh, coming into this one, washing off the big win against Pittsburgh. There's definitely the intangibles and the situation does set up well uh, for Edmonton tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here? Oilers Capitals. Yeah, I'm going to come right out of the gate with a uh, a Jimmy Puck line here since they stole that beautiful value away from us uh, when, when Ovechkin went down. So, yeah, give me the puck line on that. And also, I like the first period over, and I like the over total. That helped me a lot with the Capitals last night. I'm going to do it again tonight. Uh, you know, it just – the way the Oilers played in the last game and, and the frustration they must still be harboring from it, you, you got a feeling they're just going to unload tonight on the Capitals and, and get back to scoring a lot of goals. So, I just look at that, and 
you know, right now the Oilers are at 3-0-1 in their last four in the over after scoring two goals or less in their previous game. So that's what I'm feeling tonight. All right, so there we go. Oilers puck line, minus one and a half for Jimmy uh, at uh, plus. Uh, you can get that, by the way, the uh, puck line at plus uh, 200 uh, in some spots here with the Oilers. Yeah, plus 195, plus 200 uh, in that range. And he also is going to double up first period over, full game over here with the uh, Oilers and the Capitals. All right, next up, we've got uh, L.A. Detroit. Whoops, we're missing our banners. Let me correct that. Yeah, we've got uh, L.A. Detroit. We've got the... Uh, uh, L.A. Kings here, road favorites in this game right now. You can see them at about minus 130 here uh, in this game. Uh, the total currently at uh, five and a half pretty much uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, should be interesting here because Detroit is in a very similar spot as the, what they were in uh, the other night uh, when they took on the uh, Anaheim Ducks. It was Anaheim, end of a long road trip. And, you know, it seemed like they were running out of steam a little bit uh, in that game, the uh, Ducks throughout the course of it. Detroit outshot Anaheim 28-50, uh, 28-15 rather, uh, that night. Uh, and, you know, I think they deserved the two points in the end. I know they needed to go to overtime uh, to win that game, uh, but they found a way to uh, get the job done. Uh, the uh, Detroit Red Wings 2-1 to one in overtime. A face-off win led to Jordan uh, Osterley uh, scoring the game, uh, game winner for the Red Wings uh, in that contest. And, of course, Dylan Larkin scored a beautiful goal uh, for the first goal of that game the other night uh, against Anaheim. He continues to absolutely light it up uh, offensively right now. Uh, Dylan Larkin just continuing to produce on a nightly basis for them. I think this is kind of like the same thing here for uh, L.A. You look at this road trip that they've been on. Uh, it's been a while now, January 23rd, nearly two weeks they've been on the road, or a week and a half now, this road trip. It's already gone five games. This will be the sixth and final game. Uh, they are a Three and two so far on this road trip, and it's been win-loss, win-loss, win so far. Beat New Jersey, lost to the Rangers, beat the Islanders, lost to the Flyers, and then bounced back the very next day and upset the uh, Penguins uh, four to three uh, in that game. I like Detroit here, plus 120, plus 115, very similar spot to the Anaheim spot the other night. West Coast team tired at the end of the long road trip. Detroit to take advantage. Detroit's played better hockey all year. Uh, at home as opposed to uh, on the road and still some major defensive injuries for the Kings. And, you know, we've got uh, uh, Matt Roy is out uh, for them. Sean Walker's out, you know, cluster injuries on the blue lines, always a bit of a concern right now uh, for the Kings uh, going into this matchup. And like we say, we've got Detroit now that's been at home uh, since the uh, win against uh, Anaheim Monday. They've been at home now for a couple in a row, got the, a little bit of a scheduling advantage, rest advantage as well. Uh, I think it's a good home dog spot and a good home dog price here. Detroit at plus 115 here uh, in this one. Um, we've got Andrew with us now. So we'll start with Andrew here on this one. And we'll also get his thoughts on Edmonton, Washington and the Betcast because I know we talked about that at the uh, beginning of the show as well. How uh, how much fun it was having that first Betcast last night. Andrew, welcome in. Hey, good to be here, guys. Sorry for my tardiness. Uh, yeah, BetCast was really fun. It was so fun that... Uh... I ended up having to leave it and it came back <laughs> for the last like 10 minutes to chat with Ian and a, a few other people. So that, that was fun. Uh, some crazy games. Like, good night to have a bad cast too, eh, guys? Like, I mean, uh, there, there could be some games where it's just a blowout and then it's not really that fun, but all of us having some drinks, having a good time. Uh, look, I like the Oilers in general overnight last night. We talked about on the BetCast as well, and then Ovi just gets announced out. That kind of just adds more fuel to the fire. That number's getting shot up as we talk right now on this show uh, for the Oilers. So they open up as dogs last night. Now they're upwards of minus 125, 130. Um, 
so yeah, I like the Oilers there. Um, as far as this game goes, I- I'm right there with you. I'd say I like the dog, um, but I'm going to go ahead and actually think this could be a messy game. So the Kings have actually been kind of impressing me with, you know, guys like Deneau and, and the forwards back check and playing decent defense. But I feel like we could see an over five and a half in this game. All right, over five and a half for Andrew is where he would uh, lean here, Kings and Red Wings, and obviously on the uh, Edmonton trip. But again, I, I have Edmonton plus 120 in pocket. Like I mentioned it on the BetCast last night, and I bet it right at that moment when I saw it because I knew I'd like that side, and I knew it had to move as well. And we're talking 45 cents it's moved toward the Oilers. It's gone from plus 120 to minus 125 in less than 12 hours. So, And again, the Ovechkin news, definitely part of that uh, as well. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, LA, Detroit? Yeah, you know, I read some interesting stuff. It's funny we're talking about this game now. I was just getting done reading uh, 32 Thoughts there by Elliot Friedman. He's just talking about L.A. right now. And they're, they're going to be, according to Rob Blake, their GM, they're going to be buyers uh, <laughs> at the deadline. And I don't think a lot of us really maybe imagine that. Uh, we know when we came into this season at this point would say that. But for that note, I mean, it look, you know, th- this is a team that is not just looking at this as another rebuild year, as another – will be happy to maybe just miss the playoffs or compete or be a spoiler. They're going all in. And and I, I think that attitude will, you know, if they saw those quotes too, I could see that translating onto the ice. Give me the LA Kings on the money line. All right. Like an LA here, minus minus one thirty, and uh, yeah, end of a road trip, but you get that uh, uh, message being sent by the GM. Maybe it's got the team thinking, Hey, you know, he thinks we're good. He thinks we can be a playoff team. Let's show what we're all about. So we'll see if we get that effort from uh, LA tonight, albeit in a difficult scheduling spot, but boy, they've they've been solid on this road trip. They could have beat the Rangers. They almost did. uh, And they lost in a shootout. They did have the bad loss. That was a bad loss to the Flyers, but we'll excuse them for that. Uh, And especially when they bounce back and they beat Pittsburgh in a second of back-to-back and an early start the very next day, what a resilient bounce back that was. You lose to the lowly Flyers. You're the victims of them, you know, ending their long losing streak. Uh, and then you bounce back and you beat the Pittsburgh Penguins the very next day. So got to give the Kings a ton of credit for that, no doubt. Uh, Terry, your thoughts here? Uh, another draw for me in this. Um, L.A. has gone to overtime two out of their last five games. Uh, Detroit, four of their last eight. Uh, I could see a close game here. Uh, L.A., 3-0-2 in their last five. Uh, so they are playing uh, pretty well. Uh, I lean towards the under. But uh, Detroit can be uh, pretty scary with unders right now, so uh, I did not bet that. Uh, I feel like this is 2-2, maybe 3-3 going to overtime, uh, and uh, I'm not sure who wins. But uh, I like the draw again in this spot uh, for this game. All right, there we go, liking the draws. Uh, Terry, Terry draw. You know, we got Jimmy Puck line. We got Terry draw uh, right now here on the uh, Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. But, yeah, you could get that. You could see a lot of close competitive games, even in these mismatches, like even the next game we're going to talk about. Uh, Calgary taking on uh, Arizona. We've got Calgary minus 275 uh, road favorites here. The total, uh, five and a half, uh, slightly shaded to the over in this one. Now, we know last night, it was pretty amazing that um, it's not like he was awful last night in the game, Jacob Markstrom, but Daryl Sutter just had this sixth sense with the team down 3-1 to one after the second period, we need some life jolted into our hockey team. And I think that's why he made the switch to Dan Vladar. I don't think it was necessarily all Markstrom was bad. There was no life in the Calgary Flames in the second period last night. They did pretty much not, next to nothing in the second period. They didn't have much offensive zone time. They really didn't push the attack. 
they really didn't uh, have much going on whatsoever, uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, in that game uh, at all in the second period. And yet in the third period, things uh, completely uh, turned around in favor of the Flames uh, in that game in the third. It started with a 3-2 goal uh, with about five minutes to go. And it's just amazing how quickly, you know, that game just got away from the Dallas Stars. And, uh, you know, Calgary or Dallas had a chance to actually put the game away with a power play when it was 3-2. And then uh, Oliver uh, Shillington, the defenseman, he ends up coming out of the box, joining the rush uh, on that tying goal and scores it for Calgary to tie it up 3-3. And then they go ahead just a minute or so later. And it's just an absolutely stunning turnaround that Dallas goes from up 3-1 going into the third at home where they've been very good all year. Uh, and they end up losing 4-3. Incredible comeback by Calgary. It was good for a lot of us. Andrew and I had Calgary. A couple others did. And I had Calgary plus one and a half, plus 160. Uh, on the bet cast. And uh, I probably would have taken the money line once they made it three, two, but I was already on the full game money line from uh, before the game, but just a terrific comeback for Calgary. So it's kind of a dubious spot for them off that thrilling comeback last night, back to back. And obviously it's a questionable spot for Arizona. They just pulled off one of the upsets of the year. One of the upsets of the season in the national hockey league, ending Colorado's 18 game home win streak last night with that victory uh, against the, um, uh, Colorado Avalanche last night. Just incredible. Great. Give Scott Wedgwood credit. Uh, he was good in the game. Uh, I, I like Corel Vimelka saves again. I'm going to just keep on going to that well here uh, with the Arizona goaltenders having to make a lot of saves. I think you'll probably see that tonight in this game. That's probably the thing I like the most is Vimelka saves over. Uh, these have been cashing at a pretty good clip lately, taking these Arizona goalies, having to face a lot of rubber, uh, a lot of shots. Uh, that's been the routine for them uh, lately. As far as the side goes, uh, I'm not stepping in front of Calgary, but do I want to lay a price in this spot after the comeback last night? I'm not sure. Uh, probably I'm going to pass on the side. Maybe I'd go Fl I'd go Flames puck line before I'd take Arizona, but I don't like Calgary enough in this spot to really go forward with anything significant there. So if anything, the main opinion for me is going to be the saves prop here for Karel Vimelka uh, of the Arizona Coyotes in this one. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here, Calgary, Arizona? I'm going to jump on that with you too, Ian. You've been, you've been pounding the saves there with him, and uh, I'm going to jump on that as well. And I'm going to take uh, Calgary in the puck line in the first period. All right, there we go. Calgary minus a half in the first period. Maybe a little momentum too from the comeback last night. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little flat, maybe early letdown from Arizona. I mean, it's pretty thinking. massive what they did last night. You just beat one of the – maybe the best team, one of the best teams in the NHL, and you ended their 18-game home winning streak. That's pretty significant for a team that's not used to a lot of good things happening to them. So we'll see if Coyote, the Coyotes can uh, still bring it back around and play well tonight uh, in this one for a second straight night. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here, Flames and Coyotes? Yeah, I think it's uh, you know it's a battle of the two teams that just had amazing comebacks uh, last night, or at least big games, you know, in different ways. One team, you know, biggest betting upset since 2006 and the other team that scored, I think three or four goals in the matter of four or five minutes, you know, which is so in, in each of their own ways, exciting games for both clubs, uh, you know, but to your guys' point and to Jimmy's point, which team do you expect to do that back-to-back -back nights? Really? That's really the question. Uh, but the odds are horrible. Um, I I'm with Jimmy. I think the best way to play it would be the first period puck line there. Um, or maybe even the first period over would be a good look as well. Both teams come out either a little bit sloppy or a little bit motivated offensively and feeling good about themselves. And let's not forget, 
it is the last game before the all-star break. And as we saw, I mean, Hey, maybe they've already have their, uh, you know, their, their, their travel plans ready. They're ready to head off to Punta Cana or something uh, for a couple of days and they're ready to, they're ready to leave, you know? So I don't, I'm not quite sure what to expect for tonight, but if, if I had a choice to take the grand salami under or over on tonight's card, it would definitely not be under because I expect some sloppiness. And I think that sloppiness favors the Calgary flames. So um, I'm with Jimmy. I like that first period puck line. It's a good play and you get great odds out of it. Yeah, that's uh, you're definitely going to get better with the first period puck line than say the full full game puck lines minus 115. Your first period puck line is plus 115. So there you go. That is the, that is the absolute best price you'll find with. And it's often the case with the big favorites, you know, when they're minus 200 or more, the first period puck line is the absolute best price, best value you'll find uh, to support that team. Uh, Terry, what do you like here? I'm right there with uh, Jimmy and Andrew. Uh, Calgary first period puck line uh, plus 115. I've already locked that in. Uh, Also Rasmus Anderson uh, over half an assist uh, plus 125. Uh, He's got, uh, assists in three of his last five games. Uh, I like him uh, to get an assist here tonight. And also, uh, I have a two-team money line parlay. Uh, Calgary money line is the first uh, leg of that. Uh, I don't think the second uh, team will be a big surprise to anybody, uh, but we'll get to that uh, when we get to that game. Hmm. I like it. it. I respect that. I like it. Could be a certain team that starts with the letter M by any chance. It could possibly be. Could it be the a team, team with the, the team uh, that team was expected to go eighty two and zero? What what happened to their season? I thought they were going to go eighty two and zero, Terry. Hey, <laughs> as long as as long as we make the top two in the central, I'm happy. Hey, Terry, I actually just uh, I just booked for a podcast I do with Joe Haggerty. We just booked Billy Garen for February oh, 14th. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'll let you know when we post it. There yeah, we go. Sure. You'll want to hear that. The uh, GM oh, yeah. of the Wild has done a really good job. Let's be honest. He's done a, yeah. a very, very good job in just a short period of time uh, with the uh, Minnesota Wild. And we will get to them, but you're right. You Usually we go in order of rotation, betting rotation numbers with the uh, order of the games. But I also like to go in the order of the start time. And they put the Seattle-New York Islanders game at the bottom, which is why I thought that was going to be the last game. But it's actually an early game. So we'll do that one now. Uh, Seattle crack. Nobody gives a shit about this game. Maybe <laughs> I think that's really the truth. I, I really think that's the real reason. Uh, but apparently it's because it was rescheduled. So they put it at the bottom of the rotation. That's why it goes there. But I, I get your point. This is the least glamorous game of the night. Yeah. Uh, by far, no question. Kraken and Islanders. You want to watch this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Islanders minus two hundred home favorites, five and a half. The to- I lean strong to the under, but man, it's five and a half minus one forty minus one fifty to the under, and I'm even seeing fives starting to appear. But look, goals should be hard to come by with these two teams. They're not over teams. They're two of the Seattle's trended under this whole road trip. Every game's gone under. We've talked about the onus on them to play sturdy, sound defensive hockey. They really don't want to get open up the game. Now, that was against better offensive teams. You know, the Rangers, the Penguins on this road trip that they played, the Bruins, you know, the Islanders. I still don't think they're going to want to open it up. I still don't think they're going to want to run and gun uh, Seattle. And even if they do, are the Islanders a team we can fully count on to score every uh, night? No, uh, that's not the case. So uh, I would lean under. I would actually lean. It's a terrible spot for Seattle. Terrible. Uh, I get that. It's the end of a long road trip for them and back to back. But I'd still take the plus 170 with them before the Islanders with anything, you know, whether it's minus 200, 
whether it's uh, Islanders in regulation. But I'm, I'm obviously not going to take Seattle. It's just a small lean. Uh, and this, a lean to the under, but I, I, I'm not going to lay a minus 150 on an under 5.5. But this is the one game that you sh- you could definitely envision a 2-1, to 3-1 to one type of game. This would be that game tonight. Neither team is going to push pace. Both teams are going to be defense first. The Islanders always are. Seattle's been that way on this road trip. So uh, it would be under a pass for me. Uh, uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Seattle, New York Islanders. Jimmy pass. Jimmy pass. Andrew, Seattle, New York Islanders. I'll just kind of reiterate what you've been saying about them the past little while. I found a number here, 10 and one. Uh, that's a streak for the Isles against the team uh, uh, when they're favorites. So 10 and one last 11 games victorious for the Islanders when they're favorites in that game. That should tell us all something, just like Ian's been saying. This team wins when they're supposed to. Uh, they might not win the pick'em games. They might not win as underdogs, but they win. And here's here's one for you guys as well. Islanders 39-13 last 52 games against a team with a record of below 400. Or win percentage. I mean, some teams just don't get up for games against, you know, bottom tier opponents, which is what the Kraken are. Um, but it sounds like the Islanders to me, just like, you know, I keep giving credit to you, Ian, but I mean, a lot of people have been saying it. They win against teams they should. The problem is, as you can see on the screen below, it's minus 200, you know? So do you go with the regulation? Do you go with the puck line? Uh, but guys, I mean, it's hard to ignore. 10 and 1, their last 11 as a favorite, it's pretty sick. I- I'll take it. All right, take it. Uh, regulation, right? Obviously. Yeah, regulation. There Minus 110 is what I what I locked in. Yep, I don't know what it is now. Yep, the Islanders, this is usually what they do. I mean, they're going to beat Ottawa's. They're going to beat the Seattle's, uh, very likely. Uh, you know, they're going to beat New Jersey like they have. They're going to beat Philadelphia multiple times like they have. They're going to beat Arizona like they have. And every loss is to teams that are just, you know, the better teams, Toronto, they've lost, they've, uh, Vegas. I mean, go on down the list. Look at every recent Islander loss. It's to a good team. And every recent Islander win is to a bad team. That's that's what they've been. And that's why I have a hard time thinking they're going to make the playoffs. Although I, do, I will say this, if they get into the playoffs, they're going to be that usual thorn in the backside and tough out for anybody, you know, because of just that style they play. But they got to get there first, and that's still a big if. Yeah, uh, Alex in the chat. Yeah, of course, Jordan Eberle, you know. We always like this, and we like not only the goal score prop with the team, with the guy facing his former team, and obviously Eberly for Seattle facing his former team, the New York Islanders, uh, one of his former teams. But you not only like the goal score prop with a guy like that in a game like this, but maybe the shots on goal as well. You look at so those are definitely Alex talked last goal. night. Yeah, exactly. When you're seeing the uh, former player uh, against that, and look at it's it's happened so many times. Andreas Janssen for New Jersey even the other night against Toronto, his former team score. I mean, there's a million examples of this uh, just this season alone, that it's always something that the player that used to play for that team, he wants to make an impact when he plays that team. And I I think definitely uh, you would want to see that here from uh, uh, Jordan. Now, Jordan Eberle is one of those guys that probably should be doing more than he has. He's been up and down uh, and more down of late. Like he's on a massive goal scoring drought. That's the issue. And he's got just a single point for the Kraken in the last 10 games, one point in the last 10 games. And he's gone even longer than that without a goal. So it's kind of a leap of faith, right? To take a goal score prop. You can at least take shots uh, on goal uh, with him. At least if, if you don't trust him to score something to consider, at least for this game tonight with Jordan Eberle for the Kraken against his old mates. Uh, Terry, what do you think here? Seattle, New York. 
Uh, I lean towards the under, uh, but uh, it's most likely Varlamov and that, and I will. I don't like to take unders with him. Yep. Uh, I'd much rather have Sorokin. Uh, Seattle's uh, penalty kill on the road is ranked 30th, 72.3%. So uh, if I was going to get into any props in this game, I would look at Islanders' uh, power play props, uh, but they just don't score uh, very much. So uh, it's not really a spot for me. Uh, so it's just a pass, pass in this game. Yeah, I think uh, most of us, uh, Jimmy, like, uh, we're all passing. I think Andrew's the one that's involved in it with the Islanders in regulation. But yeah, mm-hmm. like we say, one of the uh, least glamorous matchups here tonight on the card. All right, we'll wrap it up. Final game. It's the one Terry I know has been waiting for all show long to be able to talk about uh, this game. The Minnesota Wild taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. We've got uh, Minnesota minus 160 road favorites, uh, six the total here uh, in this game. Uh, should be an interesting matchup. This is the second game of the uh, TNT uh, doubleheader tonight, the uh, Wild uh, and the uh, Blue Jack, uh, the Blackhawks, rather. Uh, Minnesota, uh, five straight wins. Uh, they've they've you know gotten back on track. Remember, they had that little swoon there late December last year, and then in the new, the Winter Classic, uh, I still don't know what happened to them in that game to be so flat for two periods. But that was really what I think snapped them back to attention and said, "Hey, we need to start playing." good hockey again and sure enough they turned it around they brought in Matt Boldy remember and even Marco Rossi as well uh, prior to that game against Boston and that's where the turnaround started for Minnesota and since that Bruins win 3-2 on January 6th this team's ripped off an 8-1 run uh, in their last nine games so it's been a lot better from the uh, Minnesota Wild they found ways to win they've won close games they've won a few games going away Talbot has come back and played solid kakinen has been very good uh, when you look at it, he, uh, the victories against Chicago, Kakinen was good. It was terrific the other night against the Islanders. Islanders fired a lot of rubber, you know, at Kakinen in that game against the Wild. But Kakinen made that lead uh, stand up and for the Wild to hang on for a 4-3 to three victory uh, over the Islanders uh, in that game. They're just such a really, really strong, well-balanced team. And we talked about the rookie, Matt Boldy, who had a goal and an assist in that game against the Islanders. He's now got nine points in nine games. He's a point-per-game player for Minnesota since he's been called up. So he's been very solid. Obviously, you look at the opportunity he's getting right now with the uh, Minnesota Wild. He's getting minutes. Uh, he's playing with uh, uh, in, up in the uh, lineup, which has been uh, good to see uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, definitely keep an eye on him uh, moving forward. What's odd, though, is uh, this is odd because they don't have him listed in the lineup on Roto-Wire, but I, I, it's bizarre why that's the case. Uh, let me just uh, double check. Is is there a late absence for him here? I don't see it. I see Bukestad, Dumba, and Felino uh, right now for the uh, Minnesota Wild is out. So I expect him to be in there for sure. Talbot and Fleury, by the way, uh, are your confirmed goaltenders tonight uh, in this one, of course. Talbot's still trying to work his way back into rhythm. You know, he was out for a pretty lengthy period of time earlier this month. Uh, he's given up three goals uh, in the uh, two starts against the, uh, the Rangers and Montreal. And, of course, Kakinen had the start. Uh, against um, the uh, Islanders the other night. And Marc-Andre Fleury for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. You got to wonder just a little bit, you know, no, they're not playing great in front of them. This is not all on Fleury, but, you know, the last few games have been a bit of a struggle. He gave up five to Detroit, gave up four to Colorado. Uh, a little bit better against uh, Vancouver, two goals allowed, but Blackhawks lose that game by a score uh, of three to one. You look at head-to-head series with these teams, we've gone four, one, and one to the over uh, with these teams in the last uh, uh, six head-to-head meetings with uh, Minnesota 
uh, and Chicago. Uh, Minnesota is always of interest to me uh, to see their games go over the total. And when you look at the previous meetings, they both, I think one game pushed and the other one went over the full game. And both previous meetings this year went over the total in the first period, which is why I'm going to do something that I rarely do. Jimmy's done it before a lot, and he has already done it with one of the other games tonight. I'm going to do the first period full game over split here uh, in this game with Minnesota uh, and Chicago. Uh, with Minnesota-Chicago over one and a half, minus 140 uh, in the first period. I'm going to take that as well as uh, over six, minus 120 for the full game. So it's a first period full game over split for me with the Wild and the Blackhawks. Terry, we'll start with you. How can we not? It's a Minnesota Wild game. Go ahead. I was hoping you weren't going to make me wait till last. <laughs> and uh, But uh, yeah. Um, since Matt Boldy came in, uh, the game after the Winter Classic, uh, 8-0-1, uh, like you said, he's found in instant chemistry with Kevin Fiala. Uh, those two just play amazing together right off the bat. Uh, Boldy's also on the top power play. Uh, he's done well there. Uh, Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov both have 11-game point streaks. Um, they have uh, been scoring uh, and assisting. Uh, the Wild also has at least one power play goal in four straight games here. Uh, Wild's numbers are just completely better than Chicago's. Uh, Fleury has struggled uh, versus the Wild. Uh, he did in the first matchup uh, in Chicago, and I think he struggles again here. Uh, so I have a long list of plays here. Uh, wild first period puck line, uh, plus 155. Uh, wild in regulation. Uh, wild puck line. Uh, wild race to three. Wild race to four. Boldy over half a power play point, uh, which is plus 325. Uh, off over half a power play point, plus 130. And Zuccarello over half a power play point, uh, plus 150. Uh, obviously, these are half unit and quarter unit bets, so yeah. it's not, I'm not going super crazy here. Uh, but I do like the Wild here. Uh, they are the second team in my uh, two-team Moneyline parlay. Uh, Calgary and Minnesota Moneyline, uh, plus 117. I do have a unit on that. I really like that. And uh, that will be my best bet as well. So I'll give it to you a little early as long as it's okay that I give a parlay as a best bet. Uh, of course. I like uh, Calgary, uh, Minnesota here on uh, both money lines, plus 117. I think they both win here. All right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a good point with uh, Cal with uh, Minnesota's power play. And you looking at power play props specifically for the Wild, conceptually, that makes a ton of sense right now. You look at Minnesota, last four games, five times they've scored on the power play. Five power play goals the last four games. And then you look at Chicago here in the last uh, five games for them, they've given up six power play goals. So the penalty kill has struggled lately for Chicago. Power play has been good lately for Minnesota. Put those two factors together, and yeah, you, you maybe said Chicago better stay out of the box is what we're saying here. Good point by you, Renus. You're right. They've, they've taken a lot of penalties lately, uh, Minnesota. Uh, no question about that. And can, can Chicago's power play take advantage? And that's kind of why I think they, they they could even chip in a power play goal or two. Chicago with three power play goals their last five games. Again, not nearly as productive as Minnesota's. And if you go back the last nine games, you know we've seen the Chicago team score uh, a total of uh, six power play goals the last nine games. So power play has been at least contributing a little bit for Chicago. And Minnesota has had their issues staying out of the box lately. So there could be opportunity for the Blackhawks with the man advantage as well, uh, if they can take advantage of it. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Minnesota, Chicago. 
Yeah, I like some of the things that uh, that Terry was talking about there, and specifically, uh, he's high on Matthew Boldy as a, as am I. I mean, this kid is just already shown he's going to be a stud. Uh, so I'm going to take a gold prop on him, and then I like the first period puck line, and then I'm going to do a little game parlay here where I take the wild puck line and the over six and a half. All right, there we go. That's wild puck line. That's for really good value. Uh, on that because you're yep. going to get wild puck line and you're going to get over six and a half, which is of course a little bit North of where the current uh, full game total uh, is lined. So uh, interesting uh, look there with those two and you'll get uh, pretty decent uh, with the uh, same game odds with those two bets you'll get with uh, Minnesota in terms of the uh, uh, puck line and also the over six and a half here uh, yeah. in this game. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a d- nice payout, Jimmy, if it hits for you, uh, so- no question about that. Sweet. Let me. I'm trying. I'm trying to see what. Uh, hold on. I'm just trying. I'm to looking. Watch. DraftKings says if you do it, you get plus two ten. I thought it would be a little higher, to be honest. But yeah, me too. I was just trying to do the calculations of that in my head. Just yeah. Now. That's why I was. Uh, but I still like that. Yep. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No doubt. Uh, yeah. Plus, just, I would have thought it would be closer to plus. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked yeah. by that with the puck line being thrown in there. Yep. It's only plus two ten, but uh, yeah, I thought it would definitely have been higher than. It kind of feels like that. Chris is still. Is this still the betcast from last night? He's saying in the chat. Yeah, because we were on the air till midnight, and now we're back on the air already this afternoon. It feels like a very quick turnaround for sure. Uh, no question. Minnesota Wild and over oh, six and a half. Excuse me. Plus I made three ninety. It's three ninety. I was looking at the money line. My bad, guys. There you yeah, go. Wild yeah, Wild minus one and a half and over six and a half goals plus three ninety. That's yeah, and then if you do the money line, it's 210. Yeah. All right. Uh, can I say one more thing, too? Uh, Rich uh, reminded me here in the chat. If uh, Chicago does have a lead uh, in the third period, uh, anywhere in the last, like, 10 minutes, uh, look to live bet the Wild. They have the best uh, six-on-five uh, record in the league, and it's not even close. Uh, when they pull the goalie, uh, when they're down, uh, it's, 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 it's very high chance that they score. Uh, nice. So I've uh, hit a couple nice live bets. Yep. Uh, so if Chicago somehow does have the lead here in the third period, uh, I will be hammering that. And live team totals for Minnesota too. That's right. You could do that. Like with a Buffalo last night, for instance, with over one and a yes. half uh, in the third period, and it got there. We got that second goal from the Sabres during the bet cast uh, last night. So that was good to see that. And of course, Nicholas Earl had that uh, Buffalo team total over one and a half as well. So that was good to see. You can take advantage of those team total situations. You're right. Minnesota's like the opposite of, say, Dallas or the Islanders. The, you, they, they never give you an empty net goal when you need it. Uh, those two teams are, I think, two of the worst teams in terms of empty net goals. Whereas you look at it with Minnesota, you know, you can rely on them a lot, you know, to be able to find the empty net when they're up by a goal in the last minute or two of a game. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Minnesota, Chicago. I like that parlay that uh, that uh, Terry said. I'll probably hop on that with him for a small play. But uh, I, I actually do like the over in this game. And everybody's kind of saying, well, if you like the over, I mean, you, you're kind of you're banking on Chicago to do some work. I think this is going to be the sloppiest of sloppy hockey we've seen in a while. <laughs> this this to me is going to be just like first to six goals wins this game. Um, I would be shocked, guys, if we see a low scoring, tight checking, you know, playoff style of hockey. I make those jokes about players booking their tickets to Punta Cana. I think this is going to be. Uh, taking a night off, and I, I don't expect any defense in this game. 
Um, you know, it's, it's going to be like a skills competition out there minus the all-stars, uh, except for a couple on each team, of course. But uh, yeah, I think over six, six and a half, I'll take as well. Depends on where you shop around. I definitely have made it clear. I don't mind a little bit extra juice um, to avoid the the half. I'll take the six. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to probably end up tailing Terry on that two team. Or I was looking at it earlier today as well. The odds are better on it than I thought they might be. Uh, but I like the over. And I feel like Chicago will give us a good effort here uh, and help us get over there. So I hope, Terry, I hope you're a wild win for the record. I yeah. just like the over. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think Chicago will have a better pushback, right? National TV, I know uh, they were talking about it, Derek King saying, we just have to have a greater push. We really didn't have much push in our game at any point. Like, they were down one nothing early to Vancouver, and you really never, then it was 2 nothing, and it just never really got fully back into the game until they did finally score in the third, but then Vancouver answered right back and put it away. So, you know, just a better overall. And sometimes, you know what, when your captain's out, Jonathan Taves, emotional leader of this franchise for you know over a decade it's hard to rally the troops and, and you know get them you know their heads you know back into the game again he'd be the guy when they're down one nothing two nothing to vancouver to say hey let's go he's not there because he's not playing so uh you've missed that a little bit but i think with this being the final game they're at home tnt national tv cameras are on uh tonight for this wild blackhawks game you'll probably see a, a better push from the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Now, will it be enough to win? It's an entirely different story, and I know our resident Wild fan hopes that's not the case tonight uh, in this game. <laughs> great stuff. That is the last game before the break. Uh, we have arrived at the All-Star break. It's been a great first half of the season. Uh, it's been a good half of the first half of the season for a lot of us from a betting standpoint. I think we're all, a lot of us are in the same boat where we've kind of turned around a bad start to the season because uh, I know a lot of us were uh, in that position, and, We've turned it around. We've had a very good like November, December, especially December and January uh, has worked out very well uh, for a bunch of us. Uh, it's been very good to see. And again, with this being our final show before the All-Star break, we can't say enough thanks to everybody that watches the show, everybody that listens to the podcast and downloads the mm -hmm. podcast, uh, that joins us, of course, on the BetCast last night. Uh, you're the reason we get to do this show uh, seven days a week and bring you coverage of every single NHL game uh, from a betting perspective. So we appreciate all of you, and we hope you have a terrific All-Star break. Enjoy the enjoy a few days off from hockey, although I will throw out something about the All-Star game itself. I believe they're doing that same format like the last few years, right? It's the, yes. like the, uh, it's the two semifinals and then the final, you know, in terms of the the mini-games, as they call it. I always say bet those first two games over. They're sloppy. There's a lot of goals. But then when the championship game comes around, bet it under because they actually dig in and the money's on the line, that kind of thing. So uh, that's usually been the uh, pattern. If you want to bet the All-Star game, not, and again, you should keep it small, uh, your amounts, that's what I'll be doing. But there's just a philosophy that I've kind of gone with over the last few years when it comes to the All-Star game. Uh, the opening uh, semifinal matches, if you will, bet them over. They're a little bit more loose. Uh, and then when the money's on the line and they're playing in that uh, that final uh, mini game, uh, oftentimes you, you actually see a little defense, not a ton, but you see enough to keep it maybe under a what, 16 and a half or 17 and whatever the total is going to be uh, for that final all-star game tournament matchup with the money on the line. So just a little theory that has worked well for me in years past when it comes to uh, betting that little uh, all-star uh, game tournament. And that that's taking place on Saturday. Uh, by the way, this year as well. All right, before we get to best bets, 
Uh, we want to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook one final time before the break. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. G- gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. It is best bets one final time before the all-star break uh, for best bets. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, you know, I'm going to look at that, uh, the Minnesota first period uh, puck line. I think I'll go with there. I attempted to do the other first period puck line, but I'll stick with Minnesota. All right, Minnesota first period puck line uh, for uh, Jimmy in this one, which uh, you can get here minus a half plus 150 uh, Minnesota wild first period puck line. Best bet for uh, Jimmy in this one. Uh, for this Wednesday card, Andrew, a uh, best bet. Yeah, I'm going to run the uh, the Islanders reg line there. Uh, that stat, I, I, as you guys could tell when I talked about the game, I love it. Uh, the 10 and one is a favorite run there for them. It just goes to show how well they do against bottom feeders. Seattle gave it all they had against the bees last night. And I don't think it's going to be in the tank for them tonight against the Islanders. Islanders need these wins uh, against the bottom feeders. And uh, tonight's another opportunity for them to, them to do it. So, um, at the regulation price, uh, best bet for me here on the show. All right, there we go. New York Islanders in regulation, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. And Terry Edelman, our special guest here on this Wednesday show. Please don't tell me it's a Minnesota best bet. Calgary money line, Minnesota money line, oh, two parlay. Well, they're, they're in it still. It's not all Minnesota, but Minnesota uh, still in 117. it. Uh, and I didn't get a chance shot. to put in the chat. Everybody smash the like button. Uh, these three guys really deserve it. Uh, Alex, too. Uh, smash the like button it just takes a second and uh it really helps out absolutely he's, appreciate he's it Terry. Right on the money yeah hit the mm-hmm. like button if you haven't done so already and there we go with terry's best bet calgary minnesota money line parlay uh best bet for uh terry edelman for this wednesday card uh and by the way uh, happy trails to alex he's off to denver i uh, hope he has an enjoyable trip there uh, this uh, all-star break going to the Mile High City. Uh, my best bet is, well, you, if you watched the BetCast last night, you already know what the best bet is because I said it was going to be the best bet on this show. And I'm going to make it the best bet still, even at the worst price. Uh, Edmonton minus 120 uh, against Washington. Again, we're not getting as good of a price now, but you can still find minus 120 uh, in some spots, although it's creeping up at DraftKings as we speak to uh, even higher, like minus 130, minus 135 even. So get on that quickly. Bet the Oilers sooner rather than later. Everybody knows now Alex Ovechkin's going to be uh, out for the Capitals. So don't wait around on this one. Uh, Oilers in a great spot. Rest advantage off a loss to Ottawa. Washington off that thrilling comeback against Pittsburgh. A game they really wanted to win. They always have that history with Pittsburgh. Could be difficult for them to have that same strong game tonight 
on a back-to-back. So Edmonton here, uh, minus a 120 up to minus 130 in some spots. That'll be my best bet. Uh, final best bet before the All-Star break here on the Ice Guys. And that's a wrap. We are out of here until Monday. A nice little break for the show. Uh, but we will be back on an every single day basis next Monday, February 7th, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time with another edition of the Ice Guys. And we'll pick things up uh, right after the All-Star break. And yes, MDR, thank you for mentioning that. Alex B. Smith's best bet, Minnesota-Chicago, first period over, one and a half, minus 140. He also likes Edmonton, by the way, as well. That's another uh, of his plays tonight, Oilers' money line. Uh, great stuff. Hope you enjoyed all the shows prior to the break. We're going to enjoy the break. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Uh, just to answer Groovy Cap's uh, question before we wrap it up, Evander Kane to score, yeah, probably will have yeah, something like on that. that. I like that. Uh, 15 to 1 for first goal. Uh, sure. You know, it's more like a lottery ticket when you're talking first goal of the game with those bets. But uh, if you want to put a couple bucks on it for fun, go ahead. I'll tell you, I'd much rather bet a first touchdown score than a first goal score because yeah, there's, are... not, there's not four lines playing in the NFL, you know. So, yeah. Uh, that's definitely more of a crapshoot in the NHL with the first goal. It's a lottery ticket. That's a if Zach Cassian scores the first goal, I'd be flipping my head around. So I'd be... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be kind of mad if a, you know someone down the lineup scored. Like look at the Leaf game last night. Jason Spetz had the first goal. So many people would have had Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, and maybe some Jack Hughes from New Jersey way ahead of uh, Jason Spetz. But that's yeah. what you get sometimes with those first goal score prop bets. But uh, good luck with it. Groovy caps and good luck to everybody tonight and hope everyone enjoys the all-star break for Terry Edelman, our special guest, as well as Jimmy Murphy, Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith, who is on his way to Denver. As we speak, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the NHL all-star break. Enjoy the R and R we will, and we will reconvene with you Monday next week, 2 PM Eastern for another edition of the ice guys presented by the hockey podcast network.